Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard, and you're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Tammy Allen. Tammy is a modern-day polymath with an insatiable desire for information and personal mastery. In her ongoing quest, she has created a process for problem-solving and creativity that she shares freely. It is a systematic, simple process that anyone has the ability to apply. Her expertise and experience include co-owner of iGAD Productions, personal development, artist and sculptor, health and wellness, PR and marketing, fitness, recording artist, guitarist, singer-songwriter, music and video producer, studio engineer, voice teacher, dancer, (laughs) talk show host with new adventures currently in the creation phase. Wow, all in this short life, you look way too young to have done all those things. Well, I just turned 62 on Monday, February the 10th. So Happy birthday. I, I've just been, it's been an action-packed, incredible life, as you have your show so aptly named. Yes, well, thanks for being here. And why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about you, where you grew up, and how you got to be where you are today. I grew up in Los Angeles and then moved to Northern California at 16. Um, I was always drawn to music. That was the first thing, you know, just dancing, singing, just three years old and, you know, just one of those kind of kids. Um, mother did her best. She was, uh, didn't have money, but she really tried to support whatever I, uh, musical endeavors that I had. And um, I think one of my really good memories is when I wanted to play piano and I'd really always wanted to play piano. That was more so than the guitar, but um, we did, couldn't afford a piano. And that was back when they didn't have the, you know, electronic things that you could just get for not very much money. You had to have a real piano. And so the only way I could um, do it was to practice on the school piano. I talked the music teacher into letting me do that on my lunch hour. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that was like in the seventh grade. So you can tell I was obviously a pretty, uh, focus kid just kind of by by nature you know when I want something I just find a way to do it that's you know and I remember reading these uh, stories I would get I would start eating my lunch though and I would get drawn to the stories of the famous composers and their lives and just always have been fascinated by history and and you know the, the polymath term I only learned a few years ago I'd never heard of that and when I learned what a polymath was, which many people don't know, um, you know, it's a master kind of of all trades or, you know, it's really being expanded in, you know, your interest. And this is a thing that was from the past that was very common, whereas today it's not. We're definitely more specialized. And uh, that didn't turn out to be uh, the way that I wanted to go. I was very specialized for the most part. You know, the whole first half of my life was all about music, definitely driven just that's all that I wanted and then it changed around 40 actually but we'll, we'll kind of get into that but I think that the main thing that I remember is just I've always just had such a, a love for life and my very first song I ever wrote was called All I Can Get <laughs> and the the theme behind it was you know because I was you know early 20s and I wanted family and kids and career I just wanted as much as I could possibly experience out of life. And so I think that that's been the underlying theme when I look back. Yeah, it sounds like you have gone over after a lot of things. So. <laughs> so and I'm not slowing down. I'm actually speeding up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I'm really interested 
in your prob problem solving process. Do you want to talk about that? I do. Um, and I'll tell you how it really came about was through music. So when you write, when I would write a song, I had figured out that I would get inspiration. You know, here's my idea for a song. Great, great. You go write it down, you know, and, and then the next thing you know, you're, you got nothing, right? You have, here's the verse, here's the chorus, and now you have to finish the song. And always finishing is much harder than starting. <laughs> so I discovered that if I walked away, like if I did something like go take a shower, go do some laundry, go do something that didn't take a lot of thought, it was like it was rolling around my head, the ideas. It was like I had seeded my consciousness with this intent to write this song. And, as, and then an idea would pop in. And so I would go and I would write that down and then it would be gone. Now, if you just sit there and tried to finish the song, you're forcing it, right? So I learned that that was not the way to do it. Write down what you got, go leave it alone. And then I would, you know, and that's the way I wrote songs all the time. And I did also discipline myself too, to not have several songs going at once. Uh, early on, it was like I started four songs and, and I realized I'm like, I have none of them finished. And so I disciplined myself to just, you can't write another song until you finish the one you started. And, and that, and I have done that, that, that little bit of discipline has really served me to actually complete things versus just, you know, being so scattered. But anyway, so I would notice that I could, um, in, in that way of not sitting there, the ideas would just come. So I thought that was my training, you know, that I, you know, because I was in music and, you know, just the ideas came naturally and easily, that that was no big deal. That's just how it was. But then I uh, ended up doing PR and marketing and um, which basically was I found somebody that she partnered and said, here, do this. And it was kind of in line with music and I'll train you, which was, you know, here it is and go. <laughs> but, you know, but that's kind of the way with most jobs. And, and I really took to it. And I had always had my own band and always ran the business. And so I actually like business and everything is business, including, you know, music is a, is a business. So anyway, I found that I really took to business and then from there, I started a marketing company called Do Good Get Rewards, which was a volunteer rewards program for people that uh, volunteer. And it was when I was doing the PR and marketing, what I noticed was that the hardest thing is to get people to physically go in the door, right? That's the challenge of all businesses. And experiential marketing is the best way to go. If I meet you, now we have a relationship. So, you know, I knew that that was the whole key. So I also have been, um, as my husband would say, the, the term came from, he would call me a do-gooder. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you know, the do-good-get rewards, I realized how many people volunteer, how much good is going on in the world. And we just don't hear about it. We don't focus on it and we don't celebrate it. I mean, it's, we kind of do, but we really have no idea that there are millions and millions of volunteers, especially in this country. We are we are just naturally that way. And so that's when I put the two together. It's like, well, wait a minute, what if they're doing those hours and, you know, then I can get the, the businesses to give some rewards and I put them all together, win, win. Mm -hmm. So when I get an idea, I just go. <laughs> and, so, and so I did and um, didn't look back, but now I had to build this website, had no experience in it. And the, the function had never been done quite like that before, but I found a great company and, I have always used my instincts, you know, your, your feelings, your gut feelings as to who to choose and that. And I found a great company 
uh, went with them and then I would tell them what I wanted to, the site to do and they'd be like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> they didn't know how to do that. That hadn't been done. And I'm also a logical person. So I would hang up the phone and I would get an idea. Well, what if you made this, do this, and then this and this? And I had no experience in that, none. And so I was like, well, that's weird. And then when it happened like three to four times, and then they would go, oh, that's a great idea, low tech. <laughs> so, and you know and low tech is actually good because then it doesn't cost as much money but everything is a b c d so all up to me all i was doing was really that but i noticed that wow that happened just like when i was doing a song and creating the whole site and creating the whole business the same exact process would happen over and over like i would you know like you start a business or you have to create content on anything you know any and so if you kind of seed it, so you, you, here's what my intention is, or here's my problem, and now you know what that is, you identify that, you start to kind of, kind of look for solutions, so you're, you're, you're seeding your mind, so to speak, and then you leave it. You don't, you can't have any anxiety about it, you just don't even think about it, just go do something else, and an idea comes, and an idea comes. Well, as soon as the idea comes, take action on that idea, and it happens incrementally. So it's really just a very simple process. If I, if I really would spell it out, it would be identify problem. You're going to ask the questions, you know, let the problem go. And then you act on those ideas or impulses that come and they come very quickly and they're very subtle. And it, it feels like just your mind talking because it is your mind talking and you can, we can call it all kinds of things and it doesn't matter the name. The fact is that we get, we get ideas, we get flashes, we get an urge, we, we see something that gets our attention. It's so subtle, but that's, you, you should always act on it. And a lot of people will try that and go, well, that didn't work. That, that must not be right. I can't trust it. And that's actually not true. Um, if you have fear, if you are, you know, then you're coloring it. So if you're anxious, if you're mad, then the ideas that are coming are not going to serve you because they're based from that emotion. So the emotions, and that's why I say you have to go do something that's, you know, let it go out of your mind. Go do something that's very neutral. Uh, don't go focus on a book. I'm going to go read a book now because now your conscious mind is very involved. So it really needs to be kind of open and clear and in receiving mode. But if you just try to sit there and wait, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> nothing, nothing is going to happen. Um, and, you know, and I want to tell you why I think this, this works and, and why it's so um, it's so sure. It's very. It's a very sure-footed way to do it. It's not a quantum leap. It's not like I'm going to win the lottery. It's very much in the moment. So I don't get inspiration for what I need to do next year. I only get inspiration for the probabilities that I have access to now in this moment. So, you know, you only have like you know the probabilities that I'm going to live in, wake up in China tomorrow, are non you know non-existence mm -hmm. in the physical. So if you don't have money, you know, if you, where you live and all of your circumstances, that's data. You know, so I like to think again in terms of logical stuff. This is what I have available. You know, here's what I'm trying to do. Here are my options. So you kind of just let that all turn around. And then, you know, from that, you'll get an idea based on what is available to you. Act on that. As soon as you act on that, then your probabilities increase. Now your options increase. And now, you know, so it's so sure-footed, 
it's so easy and we make things so difficult when if you would just think in terms of what can I do now? What can I do now? What can I do now? Here's the, and it's, it, you, you can't not get there, you know, when you have that uh, very sure-footed systematic approach. And there is no wrong because even if you try something and it's wrong, again, you've got a new perspective. Well, that didn't work. What else can work? So it's just that problem, solution, problem, solution, ideas, you know, act upon it and you can't not get there. And then I found it applied to every aspect of my life, whether it's creativity, whether it's cooking, whether it's dressing, whether it's relationship, whether it's children, whether it doesn't matter. It's the same exact process that you can use to just, and I call it navigate. You know, you're navigating through life and you're doing it in this very sure-footed way. And it, that's how I'm able to do so much stuff. And I don't have fear about it because I have a track record and I've built it up over the years and I have learned to trust it. So just by, like everything else, like practicing piano, you have to practice this process too. And you have to get some successes. Oh, that worked. Oh, look at I did that. And then the minute that you do that, you have to like reassure your doubting mind to go, no, you did that. And then, so, you know, always standing on your successes and take your failures or your, your misses or whatever, you, know, you want to put them in a negative way, as merely information to launch you to that next place. That's pretty much it. Wow. <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is that instead of trying to find out what we're doing next year, just listen for the next step. And then based yes. on that, you listen for the next step. That's it. So always, but it, is, it does have a lot to do with identifying problem and asking the right questions. Um, and I, I think that a lot of us don't stop and process that. Or wherever I'm at, you have to process, where are you? What are your options? You have to constantly be in the processing mode, which the mind is a computer. And it's, you know, AI is, was developed after how our brains work. You know? So you know, use it you know, as far as like, you have to process every day. It's like, it's like gambling every single morning and every single night you like, you're weighing up your wins and your losses. And now the next day, now you got your plan and you go play the game again. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the end of the day, you know, you got to oh, that work that didn't work. You know? And so you're just constantly everyday processing. And I think that, um, I, I process a lot. The, I, I probably spend you know, we can do it driving in the car. We can do it in the shower. I mean, you know, you don't have to sit down necessarily and journal. It's just processing what happened and then what do I want to happen? You know, how do, if I had a conflict, how do I want that to go? How do I want that to be resolved? How can I come at that? So I'm really, I, you know, I'm, it's like I'm processing what has happened and then what do I want? How do I get there? So the questions and, and then acting upon them and trusting. And when it feels like you have, there are no options. I have go-tos. There's always a third option. You know, there may not be a good option, right? You may not like the option. You may think you have no option, but there's always a different way, if, even if it's just to look at it from a different perspective. Well, let me look at it from the other person's eyes, or let me check it out from here, because you're going to get different inspiration, intuition, ideas. You know, it's, it's as you're it's like this. And so I, I call it doubtless confidence. I have the doubtless confidence that I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to navigate my way and I'm going to get there, you know, eventually. And it's very sure footed. And then every single day, it just minimizes your fear and your 
concern, you know, and I think that the, the less that we are fearful and anxious, the easier things flow anyway, you know, so that, don't you think that's the goal? What yeah, do you think? I think that is the goal, just to be freely creative and enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. That's it. I absolutely love the process. Yeah. That's my, you know, once I really got my sea legs going with the process, then I just want more because now <laughs> I get the process. So, you know, now it's like full on. Well, what can I do now? <laughs> you know, it's exciting. And not in, not in a way that's like, you know, oh, look at me. It's, I don't do it for look at me. I do it because I like the inspiration. I like seeing what I can do that, that first, you know, exuberance of I want all I can get. Well, mm -hmm. you know, don't we want to self-actualize you know, as much as we can, but there's no end state. I'm, I'm always actualizing. I'm never self-actualized. Yes, that, that makes total sense. And it, as you're going through this process, what is the importance of other people's input? Like when you were putting together the website, you know, you were asking professionals, obviously, but as you're going through that process, do you ever get stuck and you think, oh, I should I should talk to someone else or how do you? Oh, sure. That's, yeah. that's, that's part of it. And I call that the time in the desert. <laughs> because, and, and I do like make jokes of, you know, just about anything I can make a joke about. I'm going to try to put it, frame it in a, in a humorous way. Cause again, that lightens things up because we take life so seriously and our problems so seriously. And, you know, so, you know, I've, I've always been one that will, you know, I'll jump out. Okay. I'm going to go do this. And then I'll get people to come with me and then I won't know what I'm doing. And I'll go, shit, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, uh, we, we all go through that. Um, and uh, I've, you know, been through it a lot, but I absolutely, uh, it's all a, a co-creative kind of experience. None of us are alone. You know, we, we can't even survive without food and, you know, we're, we're all very interconnected in that. So absolutely. Um, you know, I, one of my favorite things in my intuition is when I'm, one of the things that has made it so easy is internet, Google. I mean, a lot of my ideas are just researching and then finding different ways. Well, how else can I search for that? Because I didn't find it. And, you know, again, that same process, but using search engines, using other experts, you know, I need this person to do this. And then like one time I found a whole career I had quit Do Good Get Rewards because there was other things that weren't working and it played out. And, and that's another thing. Sometimes things play out. Don't keep trying to force it. it it's not, you know, if you have not, um, and, and you have to check yourself. Like, let's say, know the difference between am I running because I'm afraid of failure? I didn't do it, you know, correctly. I didn't follow through and now I don't believe in myself. And so if don't quit because of fear, but, and so check yourself on that. But if, it has just played out. There's really nothing else. It's not calling you. You're not, you're not running from anything. Let it go. Next adventure, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, um, so I was in that mode. I had let that go. It had been five years and, you know, I had a lot of success with it and got to brands and got all kinds of major nonprofits. But, you know, it just, there was Groupon and other things. It just played out. Mm -hmm. So then, I'm watching YouTube because I love information and here we have the internet and you can learn anything. And um, I see this video of a woman talking about gene therapy and it's BioViva actually. That's what entered me into the whole uh, futuristic stuff. But she was asking for help on uh, investors 
And I could tell she, she didn't know what she was doing. Well, I had been through the whole startup program and pitched investors and knew how to, I, through, the, through the whole process of me doing business, I dove all the way in. And um, so I'm just, I'm watching her and she asked about help with investors. And I really liked her heart. I could feel she just wanted to help people and she wanted to bring this gene therapy to you know, help with aging and all the diabetes and you know, she was genuine. And so this is one of the things that will happen. My attention will go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple. I didn't know her from anybody, huh? <laughs> and, and I was like, well, how can I help? Question. Mm-hmm. Immediate answer. She needs investors. You've met with all these top investors. So I sent an email, investor introductions. <laughs> Needless to say, <laughs> I got a quick response and did get involved with them uh, much deeper and help them. They didn't know how to do a pitch deck and, you know, and helped them with marketing things. And, and then that played out too. It, but it was a wonderful experience. But, you know, you never know where life can lead you if you just pay attention to those things. And I wasn't looking for anything back. I was just trying to help. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another thing. If you don't have like an agenda, and again, you're trying to get money, that makes it a lot easier to be clear because we don't have attachment. You know, that's, you know, I mean, we, we have to have attachment as humans, but let's, let's try to keep it in check. You know, try not to be, because again, fear and anxiety is going to not give you as good of an experience as if you are more clear. Yeah. And I, I know in order to do all these things, you must have a lot of actual physical energy, not just <laughs> emotional or spiritual or whatever, but a lot of physical energy. So um, what do you do to keep yourself healthy, to keep yourself going at this rapid pace? Well, I think it's actually all of my adventures. The, the more that life is, the more excited you are about the things that you're doing, the more energy that you have. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to watch other people's lives. I, you know, I want to create my own. You know what I mean? A lot of people, they, they, they love movies and they'll watch them over and over. I don't, I don't do that. I never have really, you know, very minimal, you know, I spend an hour with my husband at the end of the night and it used to be, he had a hard time getting me to do that. And when he goes away, all I'm doing is getting information. You know, it's like, <laughs> there's so much out there, you know, it just keeps you excited. I did have um, health issues though. And uh, I dove, you know, there's ways to heal yourself. I do not accept that. I don't accept defeat, you know, period, you know, and there's, there's ways to heal yourself, but you have to take responsibility for that. And again, here's my problem. How do I solve it? Same approach. And, you know, doctors, the traditional medicine has its place, but our bodies are amazing. We don't trust them. We don't know how the system, the system, the biological machine that is our body functions in a very logical way. If you understand how it functions and you give it what it needs, it gives you what you need. So whatever your issue is, for one thing, don't accept any kind of like negative uh, you know, diagnosis as being final to you. It's like, I only respond to positive suggestions. Hmm. You know, when somebody tells you something that you know, you know, and you get that little fear, you know, thing going, you have to, you have to replace, uh, it's like programming your mind with these go-tos. I only respond to positive suggestions. Thank you very much. Where there's a will, there's a way. I always find a way. I get what I need when I need it. The other thing is, you know, I get what I need when I need it is a very powerful thing to have in your program. 
the program of your go-to because we have mm -hmm. something happens and we have programmed responses, thoughts that come and usually they're fear. Mm -hmm. So you have to replace those and you have to be very disciplined about replacing those fear-based programs that, you know, everybody, there's nobody that is not born that does not get them. It's, it's just human, you know, part of the reptilian brain, they call it the survival brain. And, and it's there for a reason, but now you have to, as, a, as an adult, take responsibility even for that and put in there what you want, something that's going to serve you versus something that's not. And fear will only help you get out of the way of the, the bear if he's coming at you. you know? So sometimes you need that. Don't walk across the street when there's cars, you know, <laughs> things like that. It serves you. Don't eat, don't drink bleach. <laughs> you know, just, you know, just common sense kind of things. You know, it's, it's there for a reason, but you know, I, I have armed myself with some very good uh, programming of what my go-tos are and what I'll accept and what I won't accept. Well, so, anyway, I healed myself from IBS. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm in the midst of uh, winning on the other side of scoliosis, you know, so, you know, and, and I, you, just, you just can't accept those things, you know, and people will say to you, oh, you well, you can't heal that. I only respond to positive suggestions. <laughs> now that doesn't mean I don't put effort in. I have to put exercise and stretches and self-massage and you know, so it's not like it's not like I'm just magically uh, creating. It is systematic again. You know what I mean? I'm taking action. I think that a lot of people think you can just think things and it's going to happen. And that's the only the beginning. You have to act on the idea. You have to act on the thought. If I want the red car. How am I going to get the red car? Well, the red car takes money. How do I get the money? Well, I can do it this way. I mean, there has to be A, B, C, D. And A, B, C, D is action. You know, we can't with energy. I can't make the cup just magically, you know, it's not going to just elevate, but I can pick it up. So why don't I just pick it up? And then I know I'm going to get the cup. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And I was just wondering, how do you organize your day? to be as productive. I, I prioritize when it becomes a priority. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about that. <laughs> what makes it a priority? Um, well, I mean, we all have priorities and, you know, I definitely do lists. I'm a big fan of Wonderlist. You ever heard of Wonderlist? I have not heard of Wonderlist. So Wonderlist is W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T. It's a free app. And even for work, I, I use it for work. I use it for um, my personal stuff. I use it for book things. I use it for, I'm working on a, I'm working on a little, um, I'm actually working on a movie treatment, a kid, fun kid thing. So I use it for everything. And so it's so easy. You just put the little list, you can you know, invite somebody else. So like for work, uh, mm -hmm. my assistant, I give her tasks. I can see when they get crossed off, you know, I mean, and then you can prioritize things, but you know, so you have your things that have to be addressed every day, but then sometimes something else will come into play and now that has to, you know, go out the, out the door. And so what I like about Wonderlist is I, I take and I look at it every single day. So as I've completed something, I look back at my list what, and I look at it. What is the priority or, you know, so, or if, if as soon as I need to do something, if I can't do it right then, it goes on the list, goes on the list and it doesn't go off my list and my list is very big until I have actually 
completed it. So that way it could be on my list, like something like, okay, I need to get our sewage cleaned or something. You know what I mean? Not those kind of things, not a priority, but one day I'm going to get to getting our septic tank cleaned out. You know, <laughs> I think it might've been there for a year now, but uh wonder list. I just, I just absolutely love it because it's, it's on your phone. It's, it, you can talk to all your computers. You can, you know, go with other people, but I'm, I'm always looking back and checking throughout my day. What's my priority. Got it. And when you're doing creative things, like you're writing music or you're doing your art, do you um, just block off times for that to be that creepy in that creative zone or how do you do that? No, I mean, it depends on, <laughs> I have to have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> So for that, for me, that so how I started doing uh, art was we had frames that needed to be filled. These cool frames that we were kind <laughs> of remodeling. Frames needed to be filled. Wow. We were remodeling a room, <laughs> and and I've you know, and any long time ago, I met a lady uh, who had this old kind of house in Las Vegas. I lived in Las Vegas for a while, like that real old style, very cool. And she had had an art museum, and. I guess it went out of business and all the art was in her house. And here was this like, anyway, she was the coolest lady. She was about 70 years old and, and her name was Jean. And I was like, I want to be like Jean when I grow up. Well, I never really thought I hadn't been doing art or anything. Um, but here I have these frames. And so I'm like, okay, I can do that. I look on YouTube. <laughs> I look on YouTube and I see some cool stuff. And I always liked acrylics. I had been kind of doing pots and things. And so I gave it a shot. Well, I was actually really able to do it because they give you nice instruction, and, you know, and, and then I got hooked. And then the <laughs> next thing you know, <laughs> so, so I, I'm also like once, it's more like I dive. So once I get onto something, I, I, I don't just dabble and go, I'm going to block out time for this. I, it's like I'm kind of all in. I have to immerse myself in it. So I did that, and I have done crazy amount of paintings. I tried every single technique. I did learn the fundamentals. Um, one of the real key things is whatever you're trying to learn, if you'll just go right to the fundamentals, like if you understand like how an engine works, you can build an engine. Mm -hmm. So whether it was um, when I uh, was writing songs and I went to piano lessons, but I knew I was more of a singer. I went and I asked my uh, piano teacher, I just went for, right for private lessons. And I said, teach me music theory because with music theory, I will know how to create the songs. And that's what I, my ultimate goal was. So if you've defined your goal and you know, here's what I'm trying to do, then learn the fundamentals of it because now you'll be free. I learned the fundamentals of songwriting. And so my songs are consistent because I learned that there's a basic formula that you only use it for the structure of it. Not, to, not as I have to do it in this way, but it, it's a guide to keep you consistent and, and just as a foundation. If I, was, if I had, didn't learn about how color theory works or how depth is in the, in the painting, or you know, I, if I didn't learn those things, I would, be, I would be limited, right? The same thing with songwriting, the same thing if I didn't know about music theory, I would be limited if I didn't have that knowledge. So once I realized that I wanted to really do art, now I'm gonna dive in and I'm gonna really become a student. But you can get to the information you want so quickly now with the, with, with the internet that I taught myself completely. There's all kinds of teachers on there, no matter whether you're you know, doing the screen treatment or whatever, the information is there. All you've got to do is just kind of dive into it. 
and try to pick out what's really important to you. You know, I, I, I'm good at being able to like assess quickly. This is information I can use. This is not, if it's not come at it a different way. So I do move very quickly. I think that there's, um, I, I like to process fast. And I also like things, uh, I call it Twitterized. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm communicating to you, I have to make it very bullet point, very, very short. Uh, we all have short attention spans. The world is moving really fast. And I have obviously a short attention span. But I'm, but I'm not a, uh, I'm a hyper focuser though. I'm not like a distracted focuser. I can multitask really quickly. I can go here, you know, but if I'm really focused on uh, something like, you know, creating something, everything else goes away. And art is really, really fun. And I love abstract art because I actually don't want to know what I'm going to paint. I want to discover what I'm going to paint. So I have an idea. I have the colors. I have, you know, this. And the same thing happens. I start, oh, that's great. And then the desert. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start looking like uh-uh and a lot of artists will talk about fighting with it right mm -hmm. so now you're 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 kind of like ah oh, that doesn't look good and, and so same process like i learned that if i started to hate it and you start to hate your own work real easy all of us do right well i would stop it's like okay stop don't keep going don't grind on it go leave it and then come back the next day so I would do that. I would come back and I would, and I looked at what I had and anything that I didn't like, I would white out, just paint, you know, the cool thing about, you know, painting, <laughs> you can just paint right over it, start back over and I would keep what I liked. Mm -hmm. Now you have a whole new perspective, a whole new everything. And now I still don't really know what I'm doing, but I'll try a little thing. <laughs> and then I'll get, I'll get an idea. Oh, what about that color? Oh, look at that shape. And so it's so in the moment. It is one of the most addicting, satisfying things that I do. And I totally lose track of time. I mean, it, it can definitely be, you know, there, there has to be like just here's a block of time that I am going to do this. And now my whole house is filled with art. But now the sculptures, I have to tell you the sculptures the same way. I was way. wondering about that. I'm like, okay, there weren't any frames to fill with the sculptures. <laughs> well, there was. There was. Oh, oh. contraire. <laughs> so... So in remodeling this um, amazing home that we live in, and, and of course that was a synchronistic event as well. A lot of hoops to jump through, but it, you know, it was the same process. But so we're remodeling this great room and we decided to take the, it would be cool because take the shelves off. So now I've got these great big spaces and I'm thinking, oh, I could find some sculptures to go in there. Uh-uh. <laughs> the spaces were too big. Everything was $10,000, you know, if, if you could even find anything. And even then I didn't like anything, right? Because uh -huh. I kind of had an idea in my mind. But um, so I really looked hard and I found nothing. And I saw a guy that was putting plaster of Paris on things that he made from wood. Like and my pen went, <laughs> what? what's that? I work with um, joint compound, mud, you know, the stuff you put drywall. I use uh -huh. that on my paintings for texture. <laughs> so I was like, well, I already used that. Okay. Da, da, da. So I'm in the thrift store. Who doesn't love thrift stores? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I don't do wood. What can I, I see lamps, old lamps. <laughs> <laughs> so my attention goes, ah, 
I could put the plaster press on that. And, and so I ended up putting, and I created my own whole technique. And, I, and so I would find different shapes of cool lamps and take off all the guts and the um, different pots and, and just make it together. And then I ended up, I started out with plaster of Paris and it took me a while to fine tune my process, the same exact thing. And then I ended up using the joint compound. And it was so much fun. It's like, it's like putting together like Legos or something, you know, and it's all about shape. And then I would paint them and, and sand them. And, and I like power tools. I discovered mm-hmm. I like power tools. <laughs> I love tools and, too. I love tools. <laughs> oh my God. Harbor Freight is the best. <laughs> you know, when I first went in to buy a table saw, cause I wanted to make really big um, art and I had to make my frames. So I had to go get table saw and, and I just loved it. It's like, uh, you know, we get to get in touch with our male side. Yes. <laughs> so even that it was, it was just problem solving. And now I have sculpture city and I mean, it, you know, I, I just kind of go crazy, but I do do it in kind of concentrated um, times. Like, okay, here's this block and here's that block. But I even ended up working with cement. How is that? I was in the thrift store mm-hmm. and I saw these cool wood coffee tables and my attention goes, huh? Nah, I don't, I don't need coffee tables. So I just let it go and I go home and I see a magazine with a guy. He's putting furniture, this high end kind of furniture and it's real blingy. Right. Mm-hmm. And he tells his process and I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And for some reason cement popped in my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so I decide that I'm going to figure out. So I go back and I buy the tables uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I'll have to, I haven't even got any pictures up of that, but I actually had success. It was really difficult to figure out um, how to put, how to do an overlay of cement on the tables. Uh-huh. But, you know, and I, but I did it. And one of the other cool things that when I was looking for the cement and researching, I was going to work or not by just working it out in my mind. So rather than actually going and putting the cement on physically, you know, I would, you know, once I got the lay of how cement works and what the different types were and how they put it on and all those things, mm-hmm. I was able to kind of mentally work through it without having to physically do it first, which saved me a lot of time. And then um, I didn't, you know, it was very messy. <laughs> Working with cement. That I was, was thinking. Very messy. It was not pretty. You know, you uh-huh. have to have all of the stuff. And you know, my uh-huh. my uh, wonderful assistant Joni, she's she'll she'll do anything with me. <laughs> just, it is fun to have somebody else to play with. That's just willing to get into power tools and get dirty. And you know, it's it's not necessarily you know pretty work, but that kind of makes it more fun to me. You know, just willing to do those outside the box things. But I did end up finding that bendable cement so there's this bendable cement that's kind of more malleable Mm -hmm. and i ended up working with that and was able to do that and then i I colored the cement with different um mica you know how we put you know like the sparkly stuff i would add that to the cement so now i would have some additional kind of uh texture and color and blah blah blah. so it's just fun you know it's just plain old fun fun and messy (laughs) fun (laughs) very messy it's very messy and uh and then also the table got quite heavy which didn't Mm -hmm. please my husband (laughs) (laughs) so you you can see it's it's just really like oh we tried this now can we try that now and and actually my home now the whole concept is that it is a kind of an art gallery 
uh, contemporary design kind of thing. And eventually I'll take pictures and uh, try to submit that to magazines. But in the meantime, I get to live in this amazing house and I'm still not finished filling it up with art yet. Uh-huh. Beautiful. <laughs> so you have more to do. I have more to do. That more is. adventures. So um, has there any been any times in your life when you've had like an aha moment, something that kind of surprised you or you thought differently? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're kind of all like that. <laughs> I, I think everyday life is there's, you know, you're going to get learning and ahas. Currently with IGAB Productions, um, I'm, I never thought that I would do like this, that kind of a business. Um, and, it, and it's an audiovisual production house. And we have some very big and wonderful clients and, um, you know, hiring good people and the relationships and, and relationships are much more difficult to me than art, you know, mm. and I've been using those same skills with the relationships and it, and now it's still another type of system. A company is still a system and there's different functions and then the people and what their needs are. And I don't like hierarchy, meaning that, you know, in the, in the body, the brain is not more important than the heart. You know, it, it's, they've got separate functions, but you can't take the pieces of our body and pull them out. You, you know, you need the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't, there has to be somebody that is in charge, but it shouldn't be that they, I don't like the idea of making anyone more or less important. And to make that system work correctly and function, you really have to learn what their needs are, how they communicate. The same problem solving <clears throat> that I do with anything else is when we're trying to work together towards a goal and you know, it's a mutual benefit, then I've, I've still got to listen you know, I've, I've, I've got to make sure that they get what they need. And a leader is the biggest servant when it comes down to mm -hmm. it. A leader should always be serving. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. What happened? Are you, my computer just went, she's not doing anything. Da -da. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so I've, I've really, even, even though that it's, you know, more administrative stuff and I have to deal with lovely taxes and all the different and admin is something I never wanted to be that right but I've enjoyed the heck out of it because I get to it's, it's like there's it's just another medium you know what I mean it doesn't matter what it is you're doing you can bring all that you are to it you can bring your passion you can bring your problem solving your creativity because there isn't anything that isn't creative and it doesn't now it's like it it's all the same. They're just different mediums and adventures that we now get to apply our full selves to and commit to. And that's what I have really loved about now doing the company. And then, you know, the bonds that you make with people when you're in the trenches together, you know, when you're in the fight and then you know that person is not going to let you down and you can count on them or, you know, it, it, the, it's, that's why people when they, you know, after war, you know, they have those lifelong bonds because they were in the battle together and trust comes from when you show me that I can count on you when it gets tough and life does get tough. You know, life is still a, a uh, it's got its struggles. There's no two ways about it, but you know, it just depends on, you know, what kind of, how, how can I learn from this? How can I frame it so that I don't look at it as anything more than a learning curve. So every time you have a hardship, a failure, you know, a go-to is just learning curve. Mm -hmm. When I was making the paintings or the, the frames, I was had a, a artist friend that 
had helped me. And our first frame was terrible. It was, we made so many mistakes and it took a long time. And every time something would happen, I'd go learning curve, learning curve. <laughs> and pretty soon he started to go learning curve. <laughs> you know, and then, and then sometimes you got people that are not so willing to go along. And, and then you got to figure out again, problem solve. Well, how do I communicate to them? How do they receive communication? You know, what is it that they're wanting? Was it that they're, you know, not getting, you know, rather than just attacking them and thinking, why can't they be better? Let's, let's dive into why, are, what is, what, why is this behavior? What's, what's the problem here? And then if you just get to the heart of that problem and you listen and you really care, then that's, that's just the best it gets, don't you think? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that's Whether it's family, workers. <laughs> I, told my, I told them one day we were having an issue and I went in and I said, you know, when you, you know, work in a company uh, and you don't know those people and you didn't choose those people, it's like an arranged marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and we have to learn how to communicate because we don't want to get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it that way. And I love that. <laughs> uh, well, he, they, they got it. And uh, one, one, one of my correspondents, he was texting me and he's, you know, doing something. And, and he says, uh, and I don't, he, I'm really happy. He goes, uh, you know, I don't do well with divorce. <laughs> I don't know if that was a politically correct thing to do. It was just, uh -huh. you know, hey, I'm, a, I'm still a woman. You know, we uh -huh. can use whatever analogies <laughs> that we want. But I wanted them to know, isn't that true, though? Like, you're just, when you, you know, work, and especially when people are, uh, you know, there's a lot, a lot of employees, they didn't choose those people, mm -hmm. but they got to learn, learn how to deal with them. Yes, they do. Yes. It's, that's an arranged marriage, isn't it? It is an arranged marriage. <laughs> That's a great metaphor for that. <laughs> it was just inspired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Tammy, if people want to contact you or learn about your art or your music or all the things you have to offer, where could they find that? The first thing is TammyAllen.com, which is, of course, pretty easy. Um, I have to say I've been so busy with adventures. I haven't been, I don't, I don't do a lot outside because life is just so full and busy. But I do have four CDs that I'm very proud of. It's all original music, amazing, amazing musicians, uh, just really high quality. It's all, uh, all of it's available. Just put Tammy Allen in any of the digital formats, you know, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Pandora, you know, you'll, I've got the, you'll, you'll see my music come up. And it's, it's uh, jazzy, poppy, worldly. I, I, I like to meld all types of things and, uh, I'm really proud of it. It's very upbeat music, very happy. Uh, obviously, I'm a pretty happy person, so you know you're going to mm -hmm. kind of write what you know. But I, I try to do it more in in story. You know, it's not like, oh, go be good and just just think positive. You know, it's not <laughs> songs like that. It's more about freedom and you know how just it, you just have and a lot of Latin and there's amazing jazz musicians that are here in Atlanta and it's a very contemporary type of music it's not the standard but um I, i'm really proud of that music and it still makes me very happy that i i created it so i i would love it if people were to get be uplifted and enjoy it that would that would make me very happy yes and in addition just because i'm already happy but mm -hmm. <laughs> it could make you know we like to share ourselves you know yes yes so thank you so much for being on the podcast today and all the techniques and strategies you shared it's been awesome.
Well, I appreciate you and what you're doing and sharing. Sharing is very important. You know, we share the information freely and, you know, people, you know, hopefully will take some of it and, you know, use it. And that's just like the best gift ever. That's what gives you the energy back when you share it and they can get some value out of it. That's the best. That is so true. So what's your best advice for others to live a most incredible, amazing life? Always, always be up for the new adventure. Um, one of the things millennials, I, I have many that I mentor, they resonate with me deeply because I don't say you just have to do one thing that, you know, you're, you're not going to be stuck. Don't be afraid. Even if you're in a job you don't like, that's just a temporary thing. Uh, don't, don't like, you know, quit a job because you think, oh, I'm not happy here. You know, put all yourself into that job, problem solve that job, be amazing at that job, and then be always looking for the new adventure because it will pop up and don't get stuck. You know, that's, that's an old type of thinking. I don't know if you were really paid attention, but, you know, these specialized jobs came from the industrial age where workers were needed in factories. Workers were needed to specialize also because there's so many people. So the whole thing with encouraging polymass, that was, you know, back then and now, you know, it's, it's not, but we're coming back to that. And the reason is for one thing, our AI is going to make it easier. We are going to have more free time. You don't, the, the factory workers are going to be, it's shifting out of that. And so more creativity, more, um, there's just, you know, more adventures. It's going to free us up to do more things and become polymass and not be stuck into just one occupation where that we have to do the rest of our lives and the young people today they don't want to do that and they see it's not working those that's 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 not you know the future is you know gig uh gig works like i'm gonna do this you know i'm gonna have this job that job and the more skills that i have then the more freedom that i have the more i'm going to get paid the more flexibility so you know just be a big you know love life you know what can i learn now what can i do now what can i do now and just try to keep that going. And that's what keeps me definitely full of energy because I'm always calling for more. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. The more that it's not like you run out, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you've got something that you're excited about, you're not going to run out of energy to do it. It's a great way to end. So thank you so much for being here and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Kimberly.